Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. You see, if you're filled with the Spirit, if you're maintaining the glow, you've got a song in your heart. Hallelujah. And remember this, the Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If it's in there, it's going to come out. And if it's not coming out, it's just not in there. Amen. There's a song on the inside. Paul said that if we're filled, we're singing. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, A Fresh Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. I was reading a message by one of the pioneers of the Pentecostal movement, and he made mention of the fact that some years before he was pastor of a church, and a returned missionary was to speak in his church. And in those days, people traveled primarily by train. Since then, we traveled by plane. So he went to the train station to get this returned missionary. They had, uh, had in years past, now the missionary had been on the missionary field for several years. But in times past, you see, they had been in close fellowship with one another. So he picked up the return missionary, and they started toward his, where he was going to stay, actually going to stay in the home with them, the parsonage. And the missionary, he said, suddenly turned to him and said, what's wrong? He said, what do you mean what's wrong? He said, something's wrong with your spiritual health. You don't have the glow you used to have. He wasn't maintaining the glow, you see. He discerned right away, spiritually, something's wrong. What's the matter? Oh, he said nothing's wrong. Yes, he said there is too. Yes, there is. Something's the matter. Well, he said we got to the parsonage and God began to deal with me. So I went and knocked on his door and said, may I come into his bedroom? And he said, come in. And I went and said, you, you said to me, uh, you're not where you ought to be spiritually. Something's the matter with your spiritual health. And I said there wasn't, but I, I repented, I must tell you. He said, you see, for a number of years, in fact, when you left, there's quite a large city, when you left, I, my, mine's the only full gospel, only Pentecostal church in this city. But another man came in, wouldn't even call him brother. Another man came in and started the church across the city. Come in on my territory. See, he had lost out with God because he let a little something get into his spirit. And so this missionary said, my, my, my. There's several hundred thousands of people. What? Six, seven hundred thousand in this city? Well, the pastor said, since you've left and been gone, we've grown since then. I guess there's about a million in the metropolitan area here. And one little old church. And you were griping and fussing and have lost out with God and lost the glow because somebody came, you know, and started another church. You're to be glad. You're to pray some more in here. And this pastor said, before we had the first service, that missionary, I got in my car and went across town and, and, and apologized to this pastor and said, come fellowship with us. And let's start another church here in this city. And both of us, you see, began to maintain the glow and the blessings of God fell upon them mightily. 
I said that to say to you, it is discernible. And that missionary discerned right away that that man, now why? Well, first of all, he didn't have that glow. He didn't have what Paul talks about here. Notice what he said, that one of the characteristics and one of the marks of being filled with the Spirit is an overflowing testimony. Remember that the 23rd Psalm belongs to us. If it doesn't, well, let's quit quoting it. Leave it alone. But we're living in the 23rd Psalm now because, you see, the Lord is our shepherd. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. <laughs> my cup's half full. No, he anoints my head with oil and my cup's running over. When your cups are running over, you've got an overflowing testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. My cup runneth over. And so, notice what he said here. He said here, be filled with the Spirit. Now notice, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. You see, if you're filled with the Spirit, if you're maintaining the glow, you've got a song in your heart. Hallelujah. And remember this, the Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If it's in there, it's going to come out. And if it's not coming out, it's just not in there. Amen. There's a song on the inside. Paul said that if we're filled, we're singing. Be filled with the Spirit singing. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing. Everybody say singing. singing. I mean, even we folks that can't carry a tune, bless God. Because we're filled with the Spirit, we're singing. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got a singing heart. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. In other words, you've got a song on the inside. And if you maintain the glow, and if you keep filled with the Spirit, nothing can stop you from singing. I mean, it may seem that you've just got the worst news that you could ever get. Your best friend died. Your mother-in-law's coming to live with you forever. <laughs> and some other tragedy's happening. But if you're filled with the Spirit, you're singing. If you're filled with the Spirit, you're singing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maintain the song. Glory to God. Nothing can stop you from singing. <laughs> Glory to God. You'll laugh right in the face of the devil. You'll laugh and sing and be happy. Not because of it, but right in the face of circumstances. That would throw ordinary people. Amen. But we're not ordinary people. We're spirit-filled people. We're supernatural people. That supernatural means we're beyond the natural. The natural doesn't affect us like it does folks living in the natural. It doesn't pull us down. It doesn't get us down. Hallelujah. We maintain... We maintain the glow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Right in the midst of adverse circumstances. 
sure. I think sometimes folks that didn't get it from me because I've never preached it, but, but some folks, maybe we haven't put the emphasis where it should sometimes in the so-called faith message. And some people think, you know, if you believe God that you're, nothing's ever going to happen bad. You know, that you're just going to float through life on flowery beds of ease, float down the stream of time on flowery beds of ease. I tell you, if you live for God, sometimes you've got to swim upstream. <laughs> Not just float downstream, brother. You've got to swim upstream. Everything else is going the opposite way. Amen. It's not always easy. I remember when God called me away from my church out on the field and field ministry in 1949 and 1950 and years afterwards. But in those first few years, you know, uh, God told me for a while just to stay in the churches. I'm out to obey God. Amen. Amen. And, and so I stayed in the churches, in what we call church meetings, revival meetings. And I remember one particular minister, he, he asked me to come and hold him a meeting. And I thought, dear Lord, I don't want to go hold that man a meeting. I heard him say at a convention, or, you know, right in front of everybody, criticize people that ministered the way I did and for doing some things that I did. The very idea, he said. I said, don't he know I, I minister like that? <laughs> Lord, I don't want to go because I'm going to plow his field crossways. <laughs> when I get there, you know, he's been making furs up and down this way. And I'm going to make furs up and down this way. I, 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 surely you don't want me to go. Yeah, the Lord said, I want you to go. Oh, dear Lord. I said, don't send me there, please. <laughs> I mean, just anywhere, but, but don't, I don't want to go there. Now, that man's an older ministry. Well, I guess he is old enough. Well, it's old enough to be my daddy. And, and, and he's, and, and uh, I just don't want to go. But the more I prayed, the more the Lord said, yeah, you go. I said, all right, I'm going. And so I went. Well, I had a young man and his wife who were graduates of Southwestern Assemblies of God College, and they helped me. They, uh, she played, and he sang, lead singing. They'd sing specials, and so on and so forth. And, and so they said afterwards, we wondered when you was going to get off on some subjects that you usually get on, because we knew him, you see, he used to be my wife's pastor. And I just put it off as long as I could. Finally, I couldn't put it off any longer. So I started announcing I'd be speaking along a certain line on a certain night. And so that night, this young man and his wife, usually they'd sit on the planks because they'd been full, but they got off. They had somebody save some seats down in front. And they got down there. They told me, I said, we wanted to get down there because we wanted to see the pastor's face. <laughs> so he's sitting right there behind you. Now, now, now you, you, you think it's, boy. <laughs> It's the most difficult thing in the world to preach. Faith and the pastor sitting on the platform breathing the hot breath of unbelief down your back. I mean, you, you don't even have to look back there. You can just feel something. It's tough sledding. But that's what, that, that's what does you good, toughens you up. Paul said to Timothy, a young minister, endure hardness. It's easy enough to endure easiness. Oh, yeah, you don't have to endure that. 
long as it's easy, it's fine to maintain the glow. Amen? But endure hardness. Endure hardness. Endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I just kept plowing. I knew I was, I, I, knew I was just going right across his, his, his furs. I, he'd been making them this way and I'm making them this way. I just kept going, just kept preaching. I could feel that behind me. I didn't dare turn to look. And then you could see it on the face of the crowd because they're watching their pastor. And I just kept plowing for about 40 minutes. Just kept going. And I don't mean that's the only time that ever happened. It happened with me all the time. And uh, finally, after about 40 minutes, he come alive back there. Suddenly he said, amen. He just jumped up to me, amen. Bless God. Folks said, Brother Hagin's right. Bless God, that's right. He's right. But you think that was easy? No, you got to maintain the glow, though. Praise God. Amen. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer, the three-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing, for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, Let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And, uh, you know, we're so glad that you have tuned in with us. Uh, so many of you have been partnering with us now for a long time, and we really appreciate it, and we thank you for helping us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan of Fresh Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.